Welcome back to the Fast Break. This is episode 64. And today we reach the beginning of the decade with two, our 2010 NBA redraft. I'm Ben Hicks. I got Aaron Smith with me today. How are you doing, Aaron? Pretty good. I'm not sure if there's actually 10 players in this draft or uh, 14 players in this draft that are still in the league right now. I think there's actually 13 players that are signed to a team. So, yeah. Yeah, we are getting back to guys I consider veterans and aging players. Some of these guys are probably 34, 35 years old by now, even though they were just drafted 10, 11 years ago. So, all you begin with your number 14 player, Aaron. Number 14, I don't think he signed to a team right now, and there's probably six or seven other options I could have chosen, but I have Ekpe Udo. All right, former Jazz player, I believe, so some possible bias there. A player's name who I actually recognized, so yes. <laughs> I've got Lance Davidson at 14. Lance and make him dance, you know. A uh, very fun player to watch. Typically, as we've been doing here for me, 14 and 13 have been fun factors. So I got Lance Stevenson coming at 14, although he is no longer on an active roster as well. Yeah, probably a little better than Ekpe Udo. Wasn't there a Xavier guy in this draft that went pretty high? There was. Jordan Crawford went to Indiana, and they transferred to Xavier for a year. For those who don't know, Xavier is my favorite college team. Uh, Jordan Crawford, I believe, went 27th to the Golden State Warriors. He's now in China. Interesting. Yes. All right, 13, who'd you have? I have Patrick Patterson. Is he on the Clippers right now? I don't even know if he's on a team. Let me check real quick. Not sure, but um, something to know is in this draft class, University of Kentucky, this was John Calipari's first year. They had five guys yeah, go on in the, the first round of the draft, and he was one of them. Something that never happened before, never happened since for one school to have five guys go in the first round, and Patrick Patterson was one of them. So uh, number 13, I had Alfred Camino here. Probably have him a little bit higher. He might be one of the guys that's still on an active roster. Um, he's got a pretty big contract, probably four or five years ago with the Trailblazers. I think it was $50, $50 million over four years. Solid wing player, but nothing too notable about him. And then moving, moving on to 12, I have Patrick Patterson here. So not too much different from your list. Yeah, my top 13, I think, are all signed to a team. I was just kind of I, – I just noticed when I looked it up, I was on basketball reference, and there's only, there's only 13 signed players. But – um, I have Alfred Camino a little higher, uh, as you assumed. I have Evan Turner here at 12. I actually, looking at it, should probably have him at 11. Um, but, yeah. All right, 11 for me is Bialicia of the Kings. Oh. Good good all-around player, really. Like, like, I'm, I'm guessing by that you have him higher? I, I have him a sizable amount higher, actually. I consider that. I've got some guys who are since retired or since, since not uh, now not signed to an active roster, really ahead of him. But overall, still a very good player and currently helping out the Kings roster mightily. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging, I guess, seven points a game right now. Uh, not amazing, but I have him a sizable amount higher, as I said. I have Ed Davis here at 11, which is uh, not a great pick, actually, because I think Evan Turner is better than him now that I'm looking at this. Um, he was on the Jazz last year as their backup center, and I recognized his name, so I kind of threw him in here. I think he might be on the Pelicans right now. Um, yes, I think he's in uh, Derek Favors' trade or sign-and-trade, so I think he's over there right now. All right, my number 10 is Greg Monroe. Not even sure he's still on the active roster, but – he was a very good starting center for probably a decade in the NBA. Remember when he went with the Bucks, maybe the Celtics for a 
for a period of time. He might be on the Raptors. I, I believe that's where he was uh, last season. But he was a good double-double every night guy for a, a stretch of years, probably half a decade. So I think he deserves a top 10 spot if you look at a, at a whole career. Yeah, that's not a bad take. I mean, he was um, – I, I think he played seven years, and he's his career average is like 14 points a game. Um, but he's been in China the past two years, and so that's why I didn't include him right now. But that's definitely a solid pick. All right. Number 10 is where I have Alfred Gamino. All right, yeah, that, no no disagreements there. Very solid player. Moving on now to number nine, I have Jeremy Lin here. Lin Sanity out of Harvard University. A uh, very fun player. Had arguably one of the most memorable stretches in professional sports history back in the winter slash spring of 2012 with New York Knicks. Just after that, he kind of fell off and had a great career, but was actually a very good role player for a while. And then – Prior to, I believe, tearing his Achilles tendon with the Hawks, he was their starting point guard, putting up 21 a night probably three or four years ago now. But um, he had a very, very good career, very very memorable career. Well, yeah, I think uh, the way you're looking at it is how I'm going to have to look at it uh, pretty soon. Just kind of grading players on their careers rather than how they're doing right now because um, right at number nine here, I have Nemanja Bielitsa, who I think is better than Jeremy Lin right now. But if you look at their entire career, um, Jeremy Lin's a more memorable player, probably more accomplishments. And in the grand scheme of things in the future, uh, we may have to look in more of a career scope rather than right now. So I, yeah, I can agree with that, but I do believe Bielitsa here at nine. Yeah, there's no question that right now, everybody, every NBA GM, GM would rather have Bielitsa. I think as we get into these more, these draft classes that are longer ago in the past, you probably have to look at a whole career aspect because. I mean, yeah, if sure. we do two years ago, we've only seen we've only seen a handful of games from each player. So it's just what do we, what do we like right now? But we've seen 11, 12 seasons out of Paul George, eight playoff runs. So we know we, we see a whole career instead of right now, whereas Bielitsa, I can have told you who he was six years ago, where Jeremy Lin was on top of the basketball basketball world. But now Bielitsa, he starts some nights for the Kings. So it, it definitely changes. But I think as, as we get further back, probably have to look at uh, from it from a career standpoint. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Number eight, I have Avery Bradley, who is kind of a role player for the Lakers last year, part of that championship team. I'd say the top eight here um, were kind of at a different tier for me, at least. They're all solid role players on uh, uh, pretty good teams. They've kind of established who they are at this point in their career, I guess, other than DeMarcus Cousins, who his career has been very interesting. But I'd say this top eight or so is pretty solid. Yep, definitely agree. I was just going to mention that Avery Bradley is also my number eight. He was a very solid number two player on those on those Isaiah Thomas Boston Celtics teams. Uh, I believe started for the Clippers just two seasons ago, so he's definitely still up there. I think he opted out of the bubble last year, would have won an NBA championship with the Lakers, but um, oh, he was putting right. up close to twenty points a game with the Celtics as uh, Isaiah Thomas's second man. That was a really fun backcourt to watch. Two electric guards that were at the height of their careers back then. Yeah, for sure. You're right. He wasn't there uh, in the bubble. I'm not sure if he ended up with a ring, but you're right. He wasn't there. Uh, number seven, I have Hassan Whiteside, who I assume you have higher because most of the lists I check had him higher, but I'm just not a Hassan Whiteside fan. He had one or two years with the Heat um, where he was pretty good, but over here with the Kings, he, I just haven't really been impressed with him. He's not even starting on that team, I think. 
Marvin Bagley's kind of taking that starting role, or at least they're giving it to the younger player for now. So I have uh, two bigs ahead of him, actually. So I'm interested to see where you have him. Yep, I've got him slightly higher. So I'll touch on that. Uh, I'll just talk about him now, and then we'll skip past him later. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, he he hasn't really been great with the Kings. He had two really good seasons with the Heat. But he's never been a guy that's really been too valuable to a team or effectively winning at a high level. He's always been a stat guy. And I think if we do this list 20 years from now, and you, we have to prepare more and look back at basketball reference, and we see, oh, man, he was putting up 18 and 16 uh, two seasons like, like every night. He's probably top three in this class when really – He's more of a stat padding guy, never really affected winning. He was uh, kind of an old school big, just caught lobs, pick and roll, got a lot of easy rebounds. I have him slightly higher. Seven, I have Derek Favors. Uh, I assume you have him a little bit higher. Um, he's definitely, I think he was maybe the number, is he a high pick in this in this draft, two or three possibly? I'm not sure, actually. I can check that. Yeah, but he's been a very solid player with the Jazz recently, I believe, and um Never really a flashy player or a highlight reel player, but solid role player, like you mentioned, as we get into this upper tier of guys. Yeah, he was the third overall pick, so you're right about that. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, you're right. He's averaging, like, uh, over his career, I don't know, 14, 11, and what? I'm guessing three or four blocks because he's definitely uh, an elite shot blocker. But other than that, I, I, you can just see why I have him there. Um, at number six, I do have Derek Favors. He's been doing pretty good with the Jazz. Uh, he was with the Jazz uh, for a while when they were kind of starting their rebuild right about the time they drafted Rudy Gobert. And he was a big part of that team for a couple of years. Spent a, had a stint with the Pelicans last year and is back with the Jazz, and he's really helping them out. Yep. Six, I have Eric Bledsoe, who uh, a few okay. years ago with the Suns was their number one option, then had some – some minor scandals with his tweeting saying, I don't want to be here, then reportedly saying he was at his wife's haircut appointment. Who knows what, who knows what, what went down there? But then I believe, he ended up, I believe he ended up in Milwaukee for a period of time, then got shipped over to New Orleans. So he's he's been uh, kind of a journey man recently. But if you look at numbers, and he's been a shot maker and a shot taker all throughout his career, but he's definitely a step above some of the other role players at the bottom of the list. I'm going to be honest, between Eric Bledsoe and DeMarcus Cousins at four and five was actually a decision for me because uh, DeMarcus Cousins at a time was, what, top five center in the league, All-NBA, obviously an all-star. He's really good. And then He was an all-star year, starter was... one year, I believe. What? I believe he was an all-star starter uh, one season, maybe four or five years ago now. Yeah, I think he was, but it was just so weird how he fell off. He had an uh, a couple injuries, and then all of a sudden he was a free agent, getting time with the Warriors out of the league for a year maybe, and then he's kind of found a role with these Rockets again. But it was interesting between him and Eric Bledsoe because Eric Bledsoe has also been a multiple-time All-Star, I believe, and is probably better, uh, not really a good comparison center and uh, point guard really. But I-, I do have Eric Bledsoe higher. I think he was uh, solid with the Bucks last year. He's not very good in the clutch, but – I, I can't say career-wise because Boogie's had a really good career, but I guess I just – I do a Bledsoe a spot higher at four. All right. So, you make a lot of good points there. 
I would just make an argument that the Marcus Cousins went in his Kings days was putting up 28 and 12. I just think he's a little bit ahead of Eric Bledsoe and Hassan Whiteside, who I have at five. Um, DeMarcus Cousins was a probably four, five, six-time All-Star, great player in college, really good player uh, when he was young, multiple knee injuries, like he mentioned, fell out of the league for a little bit. I remember back, was it three or four years now, when he signed that uh, one-year exemption contract with the Warriors for $4.3 million, and they had like a, an all starting all-star uh yeah lineup five all-stars or five their five starters had been all-stars in the past two years and then he was hurt for the first half of the year everybody was waiting his like his return and then he wasn't wasn't great got hurt again for the playoffs only played three games in the finals that year um then he got hurt in the offseason again then recovered signed with the lakers got hurt again and now he's back so we really haven't seen him play a full season now in possibly four years uh, since, he was with the, since he and Davis were at the Pelicans, uh, the, the the big lineup there. But I, I, if you watch Rockets games, seeing him and John Wall back together, it's a it's a fun tandem. He's obviously not as explosive or as athletic as he was before the injuries, but career wise and even currently, I think he's definitely a top five player in this class. Yeah, I think that might be the right pick, honestly, uh, just because of how amazing his career was. I mean, I don't really think he'll be a Hall of Famer or anything, but he's definitely one of the top bigs of this uh, decade. Just kind of, I mean, two or three years where he was top three. I mean, him and Anthony Davis were two of the top three bigs, top five probably there for a while. Going into the top three, I assume we have the same top three. Uh, You may still need to say your four, but I have Gordon Hayward at three. Yep, as do I. I already mentioned my number four. That's Cousins. Three is Gordon Hayward here of my Charlotte Hornets. Really uh, didn't have a great tenure with the Boston Celtics. He signed a mega mega deal to leave the Jazz to go reunite with former college coach Brad Stevens there in in Boston. Had a gruesome injury, then was kind of a fourth or fifth option behind a lot of young scorers, Tatum, Brown, etc. Now back with Charlotte, he's had some great games this year. Obviously watching most of them, he looks more explosive. He looks more engaged, looks – Looks happy to be playing again with the, with a the younger team, ha- taking more of a leadership mentor role. And he's really becoming uh, kind of the, that younger Gordon Hayward that we saw that was taking a lot of shots. Number one option, great pull-up mid-range player. And I think definitely he, he's better than Cousins, Bledsoe, Whiteside. And I think he, he was right up there with John Wall for me since John Wall's been hurt so much recently. But I did have a Hayward at, at three. Are you feeling better about that contract now then? I actually am. I think it is. It's worthwhile. Uh, kind of like what you said about the Jazz with Gobert. You have to spend the money somewhere. It's not going to do you any any good. Just leave that money because you're still going to have to spend it eventually. And I think getting him, uh, it, I think it worked out for both sides because he 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 needed a fresh start, uh, a fresh look, fresh city, and we needed that that guy who could put up 20, 22 points a night for us. Mentor the younger younger forwards, Miles Bridges, PJ Washington. I'm pretty happy about the contract, $30 million a year. Yeah, I mean, that 6-8 and eight record, did, I mean, no one would have thought they'd have six wins right now. They have six wins all last year. I mean, I'm kidding, obviously. But still, I think Gordon Hayward's really helped that team. I think he can be somewhat of a mentor for LaMelo Ball, who's really turnover prone. And Gordon Hayward's, like, not a flashy player at all. He's almost opposite, but he can teach him how to uh, calm down and kind of set the pace of the offense. Number two, I do have John Wall, and I assume you have Paul George number one. Uh, 
it was fairly obvious between these two. John Wall obviously is kind of starting over his career after all these injuries. He'll try to get a new start in Houston. And Paul George over in L.A., uh, the Clippers, he has been doing really well this year so far. I believe he is third or fourth in MVP odds right now, which is crazy considering how terrible of a playoffs he had last year and uh, how, how low his stock was really going into this year. But uh, obviously I think it's Paul George one and John Wall two for me. Yeah, not even close. You just put Paul George number one to start off your list here. Um, John Wall, probably 2015-16. I remember him and Beal, younger Wizards team. People were thinking, when is this team, when is this team going to get over the hump? When is this team going to break through, break through to the finals? They took the Celtics to a game seven, I think, two years in a row in the Eastern semifinals. John Wall was the most explosive, quickest point guard in the league. And then injuries got him. Wizards became a dysfunctional team, and then it kind of derailed his career. And like you mentioned, he's uh, trying to restart now in Houston. So far, he's looked pretty good. Obviously, gotten older, not the same John Wall, but still a very fun player to watch and definitely a clear number two in this class. Completely agree with that. I think that's all we got for today. We'll be back tomorrow with, uh, I believe, our retooled all-NBA selections. Uh, first team, second team, third team, and honorable mentions. So stay tuned for that, and we'll see you tomorrow.